1: US authorities investigate alleged Russian attempts to influence upcoming elections. DDoS has come to the IoT. Yahoo Security receives some harsh scrutiny. And how much does a bear weigh anyway? The Dark Overlord is back and extorting investment bankers. We're thinking it would be a European brown bear. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, September 28, 2016. U.S. authorities continue to investigate what they take to be Russian intelligence services information operations. These include selective feeding of hacked material to various websites, some legitimately independent like the news services who report the leaks, some of them fronts like the shadow brokers and DC leaks. Others, not obviously either, like WikiLeaks, although Mr. Assange's crew has been trending Russian. The apparent goal remains undermining U.S. elections and consequent diminution of U.S. prestige and influence internationally, especially when such influence is tied to American advocacy of democratic political reforms. The New York Times caught up with the proprietor of King Servers, which ThreatConnect has associated with the IP addresses the FBI says were used in this summer's intrusions into state voting services. That proprietor is Vladimir M. Fomenko, a 26-year-old shredder in Bisk, Russia, who has a Guy Fawkes tattoo and a business renting out servers in Europe and North America. Mr. Fomenko is as coy about hacking as Russian officialdom has been, He's even willing to talk to the FBI, he says, "...if the FBI asks, we are ready to supply the IP addresses, the logs, but nobody is asking. That is a big question." So there's a studied ambiguity in Russia about how the discreditable material now in public circulation has been obtained from U.S. networks. There's no ambiguity whatsoever about the conclusions people are invited to draw from the doxed files. Speaking of the U.S. election, Mr. Fomenko observes, quote, In Russia, we don't have this type of election. It looks like little children fighting, end quote. Reuters reports that the FBI has also recently opened an investigation into attempted hacks of senior Democratic Party figures' smartphones. Neither the DNC, the Clinton campaign, nor the FBI was willing to offer comment, but Reuters cites sources in a position to know as saying the inquiry is connected to suspected Russian attempts to influence U.S. elections. Very large distributed denial-of-service attacks continue, and observers find the attacker's exploitation of poorly protected IoT devices particularly worrisome. Krebs on security has recovered thanks to Google's Project Shield, but an even larger IoT-based attack is said to have hit OVH hosting. It's hard to patch the things that make up the Internet of Things, as the register observes, and it's even harder to do so when the things in a network are at the end of their life cycle. On yesterday's show, we spoke with Kathleen Smith from ClearJobs.net about the Hacking the Job Shortage study from Intel. Today, we share the second part of our conversation, where we discussed employee turnover and retention. Are there companies that just seem to be okay with churn?
0: I think most companies are okay with churn. The challenge, you know, when you look at the open positions that are out there, um, the study really felt that the United States government and the finance industry were those that were most heavily invested in cybersecurity and that we should be looking at them to have innovations in recruiting and retaining our workforce. But when I took a look at recruiting and retention within the finance industry, it is not any different than we see from many of the other industries out there. I mean, more technical companies are doing more fascinating and captivating strategies to recruit and retain their workforce. And the U.S. government has had to always deal with specific regulations, specific technology, USAJobs.gov. They're not really making many changes. They have come out with one-on-one programs. Um, There are some programs that are maybe making minor headway, but there hasn't been a full-scale, we need to overhaul our system to be able to take on this challenge.
1: So when the best of the best find a place that they can call home, Mm -hmm. what do they find? What are are the things that make them go there and make them stay?
0: The things that make them go there are knowing that they're going to be part of a best-in-class company and best-in-class team. Referrals, word of mouth, um, employee referral programs, no matter the industry, are still the best ways for companies to find their candidates. And having a really great best-in-class intrusion detection penetration testing team, those companies don't have any problem finding other candidates because people are really interested in working with those people who are doing the most innovative technology. When they go there, they know that no matter how blue their hair is, how many tats they have, that they're still respected and accepted as a professional and that they're part of a community and they're part of a team. It's also understanding that there's going to be some times when there's going to be some strange things going on and they're accepting of that. I've talked to many managers who say, you know, I I have to trust them. They're doing something that I don't quite understand, but I have to trust them. And that's the one thing that I've seen in my 20 years of working in recruiting and marketing is that employers don't trust their employees. And I think that that's why we need to look at the cybersecurity workforce challenge as a way to say we need to change recruiting and workforce management. If we're going to have, com- if we're going to have candidates can- come into our companies, we have to trust them.
1: That's Kathleen Smith. She's the Chief Marketing Officer at ClearedJobs.net. Yahoo's security practices draw sharp criticism from observers, who argue that marketing decisions made under intense competitive pressure drove the struggling Internet giant to take fatal shortcuts. Insiders speaking on condition of anonymity to the New York Times say Yahoo was slow to adopt the sorts of security measures Google and other companies put in place after widely reported Chinese hacking in 2010. Yahoo was, for example, a relatively late adopter of bug bounties, and CEO Mayer is said to have underfunded her now-departed CISO's efforts to shore up security. The company also declined to require a recommended password reset for fear of driving away email customers. The consequences of the Yahoo breach for the company's deal with Verizon remain uncertain. The dark overlord, whoever that is, is back and seeking to extort ransom from Los Angeles investment bank West Park Capital. The dark overlord says he'll release sensitive documents if he's not paid and has offered a teaser of what he has. Flashpoint believes at least 13 organizations would be harmed by the doxing. The documents appear to represent inside information of investment in M&A planning. Finally, the suggestion made in the U.S. presidential debates this week that, for all we know, the hacker of the DNC could have been some 400-pound guy sitting on a bed in his parents' house has attracted much unfavorable comment. The 400-pound weight one of the candidates cited has been particularly reprehended with some even suggesting that it's sufficiently offensive a characterization of the presumably unknown hacker, that it's likely to prompt outraged and honor-driven cyber-retaliation against the candidate responsible for the canard. We must, in all candor, agree. A quick consultation of the internet tells us that Fancy Bear probably weighs at least twice that, and Fancy's been so active lately that the bed in his or her parents' house may just be too hard to lull a bear to sleep. After all, if you were Fancy Bear, you wouldn't like being cheated out of 200-plus pounds. What would Cozy Bear think? For our non-U.S. listeners, 400 pounds is a tad north of 181 kilos. 800 pounds would be about 367 kilos. That's a lot of bear in anybody's book. And Fancy? Cozy? We're willing to credit you with 800 pounds each at least. And that's no bull. Visit Cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me is Malek Ben Salem. She's the R&D manager at Accenture Technology Labs. Malek, I know you wanted to tell us about some of the work you're doing with semantic technology for security analytics.
2: Uh, correct. Uh, An example of semantic technologies is ontologies, which are typically used to enable knowledge sharing and reuse. In our lab, we tried to leverage ontologies to enhance security analytics at the edge. This was a DARPA-funded project. It was part of the program called ICAST, the Integrated Cyber Analysis Systems Program that DARPA funded. And within this program, we used an ontology. We defined and built a, a new cybersecurity ontology, which we leveraged to look at logs created by new software installed on devices and automatically infer the schema of that log based on the security ontology that we've developed. Uh, Why is this important? Uh, It's because users will keep using software all the time and security analysts will need to understand any logs created by that software and need to use it for uh, understanding when a device is compromised or when software is compromised. However, If they use existing SIM technologies, they would have to build APIs for every new software and every new log format that's created. Uh, With our tool, with this automated way of inferring the schema of that log automatically, they don't have to do that. And all of that information, all of those logs that are created can be automatically consumed, contextualized, that information can be contextualized, and obviously, with the more context, uh, the better decisions security analysts can make about what the incident is about, what's the root cause, and where to look further to understand what's causing it.
1: And so what kind of accuracy do you get with this sort of system?
2: It varies depending on uh, how structured the log is. So some of the, these logs are uh, very structured in their schema, others are what we can call semi structured types of data, but uh, we are conducting experiments to measure those accuracies.
1: All right, Malek Ben Salem, interesting stuff. Thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers,